You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Welcome to another episode, another edition of my absolute favorite podcast in all of the world, and that is Doctrine and Duty. Uh, yeah, first, only, you know, others, all others coming in second. So um, it's great to have you join me on Thursdays or whenever you're able to catch our, our latest episode. Um, we try, I try to do this every week. I am the host, the teacher, the originator, uh, the pastor, the shepherd, uh, whatever you want to call it. I lead this podcast ministry. My name is Brian Ray, and I am delighted to have you join us. Tell all your friends, uh, neighbors, coworkers, family members, even uh, your, uh, you know, enemies, you know, even the people who, who might not like what you have to say, but hey, we get them to listen. So uh, we are working our way through the 1858 document called the Abstract of Principles. It is a document that is still required to be signed in some of our Southern Baptist seminaries. It is a founding document of the Southern Baptist Convention, and it is something that formed the foundation to the Baptist Faith and Message statements over the years, and the latest of which is the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 statement. It's hard to believe. I remember uh, learning about this statement in seminary years and years ago, and it's hard to believe that it's the document's 22 years old already. That means that I'm, well, it means I'm older than 22 years old. Sure, absolutely. So um, when we come to uh, this document, and and it is a document, it's a man-made document, it's it's grounded in the Word of God. So when we have these abstract principles, statements of faith, uh, creeds, um, catechisms, whatever you want to call them, Basically, there's a doctrine, right? So today, our doctrine is section 10, faith. So what does the Bible say about faith? And then you systematically uh, provide a theology or a framework of Scripture that talks about faith. Well, if you want to get a theology book, I've got several thick ones in my office. Systematic Theology by Millard Erickson, by Wayne Grudem, edit another one by Danny Aiken. So there's three uh, that I have used over the years. Um, these are huge books. So these are condensed versions of those, and so we come to the section known as faith. So I'm going to read it to you. Saving faith is the belief on God's authority of whatsoever is revealed in His Word concerning Christ. Saving faith is accepting and resting upon Him alone for justification and eternal life. It is wrought in the heart by the Holy Spirit and is accompanied by all other saving graces and leads to a life of holiness. So, while you're chewing on that for a bit, I'm going to read to you a statement from the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 statement. Repentance and faith are inseparable experiences of grace. Um, and, and I would say, especially as this concerns salvation. Uh, last week uh, in Doctrine and Duty, by the way, love this whole podcast. It's, it's just my favorite. Did I say that already? Okay, so last week we talked about repentance. This week we're about faith, and the Baptist Faith and Message says these are inseparable Experiences of grace, specifically as it concerns salvation. Baptist Faith and Message Statement says this, There is no salvation outside of or apart from personal faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. You'll recall John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Acts 4, 12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. 
So we know that it is all about Jesus. We believe in the five solas. We are saved uh, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the Scripture alone, and for the glory of God alone. Faith, the Baptist Faith and Message Statement says, is the acceptance of Jesus Christ and commitment of the entire personality to Him as Lord and Savior. I would just say the entire person, uh, heart, mind, body, soul, volition, everything. Um, so, so very, very clear statements about what faith is, and and it seems that the focus on the 1858 is um, is on saving faith. So let's jump in. Saving faith, that is what happens at conversion. That's what makes you regenerate. So we could say conversion, salvation, regeneration, saving faith is the belief on God's authority. So first of all, we understand that the authority of God rests over every everything. God is authoritative over the world, over humanity, over life, over death. God is authoritative. So saving faith is the belief based upon God's authority of whatsoever is revealed in His Word concerning Christ. It's great. So faith is accepting the Word of God to be the Word of God. It is accepting the veracity or the truthfulness of God's Word. So I like that. We don't always understand God's Word. We don't always understand life. We we can't explain. We can't answer everyone's questions about life or the Scriptures. But that's okay, because we have a saving faith. It doesn't mean that we're stupid. It doesn't mean that we're uneducated or unlearned. It doesn't mean that we're backward or foolish. It just means that faith has to be a part of the Christian life. We can't just know all the answers, have all the information, acquire all the knowledge and understanding. Faith is a a vast part of the experience of Christianity. So saving faith is a belief on God's authority of whatsoever is revealed in His Word concerning Christ. Whatever the Scripture says about Jesus, we believe it. There has been a movement recently that rejects the sinlessness of Christ. I, I just read recently a, a survey, a poll out there that says that 40 to 60 percent of Generation Z do not believe that Jesus was sinless. In other words, they believe that in his humanity, whatever, he's full humanity, that that Christ was a sinner, that Christ sinned. Can you imagine? Well, that totally nullifies the cross. It t- totally nullifies the atonement. It takes it strips us of our salvation in Christ alone. Yeah, I get a little bit uh, excited about these things, about all doctrine and duty, which is why there's a podcast called Doctrine and Duty. So, saving faith is the belief on God's authority of whatsoever is revealed in His Word concerning Christ. Also, saving faith is accepting and resting upon Christ alone for justification and eternal life. Accepting and resting upon. I love the word resting upon because I, I think that's a good definition of faith. We accept and rest upon, we trust Christ alone to justify us. We do not believe that our good works will justify us before a holy God. We do not believe that our our baptism will justify us before a holy God. We do not believe that our church membership will justify us before a holy God. We do not believe that our giving of tithes and offerings will justify us before a holy God. The only way that you and I or anyone could ever be justified before a holy God is through the blood of Jesus. So we trust in Him alone for justification and for eternal life. So you're not going to go to heaven because you're a great person. You're not going to go to heaven because you're good-looking. You're not going to go to heaven because you've got money, because you're powerful, because you're famous. You're not going to go to heaven because you joined the church. You're not going to go to heaven because you got baptized. Now, baptism, church membership, 
tithing and giving, giving your tithes and offerings, being obedient, doing the word of God, doing the will of God. These are all great things, but they are things. They are tasks. They come after salvation. You see, ours is not a salvation by works. It is a salvation that works. So many people, both Catholic and Protestant, and certainly those outside of Christianity, believe in what's called a works-based salvation, that something that you do is what gets you into eternity. But we understand it's not anything that we do, it's the one thing that Christ already did. We accept and rest upon Him alone for justification and for eternal life. Now, next it says, it is wrought in the heart. It is authored. It is inscribed. It is made real. It is totally and fully 100% validated in the heart by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to live within the hearts and lives of His people whenever we get saved. And the Holy Spirit not only convicts us of our sin, as we learned last week, but the Holy Spirit also draws us to the Lord, and the Holy Spirit quickens our heart. It is wrought, faith is wrought in the heart by the work of the Holy Spirit and is accompanied by all other saving graces. Grace and mercy and faith all converging together, gifts of our Heavenly Father, good, perfect gifts of our Heavenly Father that leads us to Christ and also leads to a life of holiness. Let me tell you something. Just as there's no way for you to be saved other than through Jesus, through faith in Christ alone, there is no way for any of us to lead a life of holiness except through faith in Christ alone. You know what you would do. I know what I would do. I would kick and scream and rebel. I would fuss, cuss, argue. I would do whatever I could to have things done my way, on my time, the way I want it, when I want it, with the outcome that I want. And so it is a saving faith in Christ alone that leads to a life of holiness. God, the Lord, God changes us. He rearranges us. He He transforms us. In the book of Colossians chapter 1, it tells us that He He transfers us out of the kingdom of darkness and transfers us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. We go from darkness to light, from blindness to sight, from evil to good, from being of Satan to being of the Lord, from being children of wrath to being children of God, and on and on and on the contrast goes of God's work of transformation in our hearts and lives. And, of course, the duty part of this is that saving faith is so that we might live for the glory of God, that we might lead lives of holiness. We should be different. There should be so much difference in us that the world is like, what in the world is wrong with him? What is up with him? Why is he smiling all the time? How can he be okay with tragedy? How, how can he have peace and joy in the midst of suffering and sorrow? There must be something inside that person that's not inside of me. And, of course, we would say, absolutely. That something is someone, and his name is Jesus. Beloved, we have the opportunity every day to be shining lights in a dark and fallen world because of our relationship, because of our saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless us to live for his glory, leading others to Christ and encouraging fellow believers. I am so encouraged when my brothers and sisters walk with the Lord and make godly decisions, and live for the glory of God. 
I pray that others are encouraged by me doing the same thing. So let us walk with the Lord. Let us do it together. Speaking of together, let me invite you to join us here at Alexander Baptist Church. You can uh, join us online, uh, abch.org, YouTube channel, uh, Facebook live stream, all of our services. Yeah, we'd love to have you join us. Hey, you know what? (sighs) Let's pray. Father, we love you, and we thank you for your grace gift of Jesus. Father, thank you for saving faith. Lord, I, I thank you for this work that's been wrought by the Holy Spirit. And Father, that we would be not only Spirit-filled, but Spirit-led believers who joyfully and faithfully obey you, our Heavenly Father. God, whoever's out there, whatever they're going through, may they turn to you. And if there's anyone out there, obviously, Lord, who doesn't know you, that oh, that they would be converted, quickened by the Spirit of God, saved, rescued, delivered, set free. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, I love you. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to see you next time. Well, Hope you'll hear from me next time on Doctrine and Duty. Have a Jesus-filled day. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.